You're listening to the Sex, Lies and Improvisation podcast. Each episode, we share an unedited recording of one of our live shows. Then we discuss what the hell happened on stage from an improviser's point of view. This show is completely improvised, so that means the characters, the dialogue, the plot are all being created in the moment, inspired by the fact that Rachel says she's gone out to the pub when really she's playing poker because I don't approve. And before we get started, in real life, Rachel and I are in very happy relationships with other people. (laughs) It's a show. (laughs) This is Sex Lives Improvisation. Like love pints so much. I know, <laughs> pints, pints, pints. <laughs> That's yeah. us. And yeah. here's me and John going out for G and T's. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's growing up in Sheffield. Yeah, <laughs> must be. You know, like yeah. back in the day, it was one pound fifty for a pint of John. <gasps> God, can you imagine? Oh, it was so good back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, and now I just um, I just love the atmosphere of a pub. Mm. You know, everyone. <laughs> Together, everyone's there with one purpose, and everyone's completely focused on that purpose. And if you do, you know, you can come out of it like feeling like you're winning. What pubs are you going to? Do you not get this when you drink gin and tonic? Well, I mean, it's more of a sport, sportsy, you know. Sporty gin and tonic. No, no, it's like a sport. It's, it's more of a wine bar, really. <laughs> you know, so it's a bit more. Yeah. All right. <gasps> okay. Night still goes. Pints never stop, man. Get me one, then. Go on. <laughs> All right. <don't> <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, I just watched a bit of. Um, just watched a bit of Disney Plus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not porn. Not porn. Disney porn. <laughs> no, no, one time. I told you that. In I told you that, and I was thirteen. Like, of course, you know. Everyone, everyone does it once. Every every man you know at the age of thirteen at one point googled like, what did Belle look like with her tits out? <laughs> <laughs> Honest. <laughs> Babe, what you do while I'm at the I was pub? Ju- I was watching fucking Doctor Strange. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's alright. It's okay. I'm not like checking I... up on you or like yeah. chatting about your night. Yeah. Interested in your mm-hmm. viewing pleasures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's Sally? Uh, fine. <laughs> yeah. You know. Just fine. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh um... she is she still with Derek? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, because they were going through such a kind of Yes. They Come were. on, give me the gossip. Um, you oh, know I love the gossip. Oh, oh she loves the gossip, don't you? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, babe, we didn't talk about that. 
fucking pictures of like cartoon monkeys or some shit. Oh, oh no. Is <laughs> <laughs> he funding that? I mean, I don't know. He said like he made a bunch of money on crypto and then it's, you know, it's money from crypto that you spend in the thing and eventually it's going to be, it's just so delusional, man. I just, did uh, he really make money from crypto or did he make some crypto? He made some crypto from crypto. Yeah. No, and no, it's no. valued at something but oh, he's like, oh well right, I'm just waiting yeah. until the Fees go down to cash out. Oh my god, is he going to cash out? I don't. I mean, that's one of the most important things, knowing when to cash out. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) He's just—he's just a fucking idiot. He's always like this. Just any tech trend, he just jumps on it. He's just like dad. He's just a. He just sees something and he's like, "Oh yeah, I want a piece of that." Like there must be some scheme that I could get in on. That's just like you know some secrets and making fucking millions. And the worst thing is, the worst thing is, he keeps fucking getting away with it as well. You're not like your dad? No, I know. Yeah? No, I'm not. And he isn't your dad, he's Eddie. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. No, I mean... I mean, he's my brother. Yes, I know. (laughs) I mean... It doesn't necessarily mean that the same sequence of events is going to happen. I know, I know, and he's—he's—he is smart about these things. He is smarter. I just—it just, just every time I hear about it, it just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. it just gives ants up my spine. Mm. NFTs, man. Why? Who's paying for a picture of a? Who wants the monkey picture in the first place? Never mind to pay some notional non-existent currency for it. I know. I know. 
He was going on about like how it's good for artists. <laughs> because if they transfer it, they can get a contract and there's a bit of money that goes to the artist. And it's like, you can't call him an artist, it's a randomly generated picture of a fucking monkey. Does he have any concept of art? Sorry, I've been <laughs> No, but, I mean you're not wrong. Sorry, I just I'll stop I'll stop moaning about it. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. I'll just make myself one of <laughs> <laughs> You handed it to me! I did it to make you feel better because you've had a hard day. And I love you. Love you too. And I love that you worry about your Zola. It makes me think when we have kids, he's going to be a good dad. He's going to take care of the... Oh, God. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I'm just... Yes. No, I'm... Yes. It's just... Oh, worries. Ugh. <laughs> no, I, I want to... I, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I want to be. I want to be a dad. I'm, I'm, it just. It's just. I don't want to think about like my kids growing up to be like fucking Eddie. <laughs> but they won't, because they'll be our kids. Should we talk about this another time? Yeah. The thing is, it. I do want to have kids. I want us to have kids, you know? I just want it to be at the right time. I want us to be ready. I want us to, I want us to, to not, I want our kids to never have to worry that like, you know, to overhear us talking about, oh, well, it's a bit tight this month, you know? I don't want to have to think about like, whether we can afford, whether we can afford to buy them new clothes or whether we should be buying clothes that don't fit them so that they will fit them eventually so that we don't have to buy two sets of clothes. I don't want that for our family. And that means, you know, we need to be ready. We need to be economically ready. But every time it comes up, you know, Rachel, Rachel just takes it as me being not ready. Amazing news. Yeah? I got a bonus at work. Hey! Yeah! That's brilliant. I didn't know your place did bonuses. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's the um, economic climate. <laughs> you know, so they can't put that money into our salaries because that would be a longer-term commitment, right. which they can't commit to. So when yeah. things are going well, they acknowledge it in this other way, which in fact is sort of exploitative. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But who cares? I've got extra money. Woo! Hey! How much? Two grand. Two grand. Yeah, I know. Fucking yeah. hell. Hey. Yeah. yeah, isn't it? Well done. What do you want to spend two grand on? Let's spend yeah. it. Um. It's like it's such a weird sum of money, isn't it? Because it's like a car. No. A holiday. Ooh. That's a waste. <laughs> Could have a cottage and escape there. <laughs> no, you don't feel like that. What? Well, I mean, for. 
for two grand you could go on a massive holiday. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. It seems too massive. Too yeah, massive yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, what if, <clears throat> what if you'd like invested half, and then and then we had a holiday. In my stocks and shares. What's, what do you mean invested? I mean, put it in savings. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, so just put it aside and sit on it. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's less fun. <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying half. I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just planning for the future, isn't it? All right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I'm going to invest it in? And some NFTs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a chimpanzee <laughs> with a banana. Yeah. Actually, bananas are really common. You should get oh. one of the more rare ones, like the guy with the monocle. Oh, my God, the monocle. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll put half of it in um, government bonds. You do have a savings account, right? <laughs> I get a savings account. Are you just keep? Hang on, are you just keeping all of your savings in your current account? Uh, how many savings do you think I have? <laughs> Well, uh, now's a great time to start then. How many savings have you got? Three or four? <laughs> <laughs> We've got like 23 grand. Yeah. <laughs> have you? Yes. Why have you got 23 grand? Well, because you know how we live in a flat? Yes. And one day we'd like to live in a house. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you have to have a deposit for that. <laughs> so someone's got to save up for that. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Well, I'm. I mean, look, it's it's fine. You know, it's it's yeah. I'll just save the two bags. Just well, I mean, no. To put 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 half of it. I mean, it's still a bonus. Like you, sh you enjoy, deserve to celebrate. No, I'm gonna save it. Yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. Okay. Are we a team or what? It's no use you being Johnny Sensible if I'm Jenny Silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yes. Yeah. 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 Set up a savings account. Yeah. It's pretty easy. You can probably okay. do it through your phone. Okay, thanks. Yeah. I'll try my best, and if I struggle, I'll come to you. Patronising. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel, I do feel a bit silly for not having saved any money. Um, so I did put the £2,000 of poker winning in this savings account. And... Um, it was just another account on my online banking. Mm -hmm. And it felt like every time I logged into my online banking, it was like, Rachel, Rachel, <laughs> here I am. You earned an extra 15 pence this month. Because <laughs> you know, savings accounts are bullshit. <laughs> it's just a box. It's not an um, investment. 
and there was quite a big poker tournament coming up. And it was just stupid to leave £2,000 sitting there when I had a reasonable shot at increasing it. Unfortunately, I'm the fucking bomb. <laughs> and I did increase it. And it's looking like a pretty healthy savings account right now. I mean, it's... <laughs> thank you. It's, 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 it's lovely. I just... Yeah, it's, it's heavy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll definitely be visible on my wrist, won't it? <laughs> I mean, it's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's, it's really nice. I just, I, I think, no, 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 I, I just feel bad because, like, I got you that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I know. It just, it just, like, it must be really expensive. Doesn't matter what it costs. I, I just saw it, and it just, I, I just thought you would like it because. No. <laughs> I do. Know? I do. It's, no, but if you don't, no, it's it's it's. You'll scratch it or something. I'll take it back. No, it's 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 lovely. No, it's it's lovely. I just I just, you know, we usually don't do big big presents, and like it just feels like. Thank you. You know, thank you. I love you. I and love I, you too. I don't, I don't think money says that, or presents say that, mm. but that was what I was feeling when I saw it. And so I just... Should, shouldn't we? I'd hate dragging you there. Um, well, I don't feel dragged. I feel like more like I drag you. Um, I, I, I don't find them that bad. I mean, I just, I, I want to support mum, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's lovely. She, yeah. And she, you know... Yes, yes, let's let's go. Thank you. Thank you. Really though? Like you're gonna I want to support you. So if what you decide is I 
it's not right for me to be there. No, I, I should, I sh for you not to be there. No. Or for us not to be there. For you not to be there. I'm not going to go on my own, am I? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Okay. And I, I'd love for you to be there. Obvious. I'd love to spend oh Christmas with you. Yes, yes. okay. Okay. Do you want to talk about... I feel like you take on a lot of, of responsibility for, you know, two grown men. I'm... <sighs> I'm, I'm not taking on any responsibility for them. They're not getting a fucking penny out of me, for starters. Okay. I just... I'm not taking responsibility for them. I'm just trying to look after mum. You know? Yeah. Will that reflect well on you? Good. Thank you. Yeah. I, I hope so. You know. I just have heard, I have the impression, that... Um, when, uh, hypothetically, in the world, people have their own families, then they turn their attention. To who needs it most. So, so you... you don't think I should go. You don't want me to go? No, no, neither of those things. Like, I feel like you're willfully misunderstanding me. My point is that you're, like, taking on a sense of responsibility, and that's what concerns me. I'm not taking on any responsibility. I'm, I'm just trying to support my mum. I don't understand it. Like, in one breath she'll be telling me how great I am for supporting my mum, and in the next breath she'll be telling me that, like, you know, maybe I'm doing too much. And saying, like, you know, I should be supporting my family, but that maybe if we had our own family that I shouldn't be supporting, or that I would be supporting, or that it might be different, or that it could be different somewhere in the world. Like, what does that mean? Should, should I be... And then she spends, like... I looked it up. It's sixteen hundred pounds on a watch. Like it's a nice watch, and God forbid I, you know, mention the price. But like, I don't want to raise a kid in a flat. Not in this flat. I want to. I want to have a. I want to have a a, a a nursery. You know. I want to have a room where our child has a has a cot and stuff and space and a garden that they can play in and that doesn't just happen I mean, so the more money we have for a deposit, 
then the better the rates. The better the rates on the mortgage. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But at roughly four times our salaries. So. Still miles off, isn't it? I mean, we're probably looking at like either being miles outside of town or or very small or both. So, put it this way, how many years is it realistically going to take us to save that kind of money? Well, uh, uh, if we don't, if we, if, if our salaries go up, you know, then that changes things. You know, even just like, you know, three or four grand between the two of us. Times by four? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. And then maybe, you know, like two or three years, we could be in the right place. Oh my God, two or three years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Two or three years. Good. Fine. Yeah. Solve that then. What do you want for dinner? <laughs> we could have. Um. We could do that buttery thing with the spaghetti. <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds like a long time, but we've been together, what, five years? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, you know, we're both still, you know, we're not old. Right. Yeah. Like, there's, I, I, obviously it'd be great if we, if we could just, you know, buy a house like that and and go for it. But I'm I'm not worried. You know? About what? What are you not worried about? About about taking our time, you know? Okay. About the fact that it'll take a while. Because we've got each other. Okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. And we're happy. And we're healthy. Yes. And we're we're good for each other. And yes, okay, yes. And we're gonna we're gonna do this. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Oh, you know me, I just want everything yesterday. I know, I know. So it's not like two or three years, it's just like life. Yeah? Yeah. And like let's let let's enjoy now. You know? Hard when you've got a kid. Oh. Find time for oh, yeah. <laughs> enjoying. What do you want to enjoy? Uh, I think you know. That buttery pasta is good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I know what I have to do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not waiting three years. for myself and at around 3am I sneak downstairs 
everybody else who's playing poker is pissed up and coming in from the pub and they don't know what they're doing. Whereas I'm sharp. Honestly, I don't even know why I get up and go to work because the hourly rate doesn't begin to compare to the money I'm making online. struggling a lot, haven't you? I mean, I'm fine. You know, I'm dealing with it all. Just smashing it out. Part. Trooper. 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 Yeah. Do you want a beer? No. I'll have a milk. Can <laughs> 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 you warm it up? You want a warm milk? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do you. I'll do you a warm milk. I'll do you a warm milk. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna get on it. Friday night. <laughs> I'm gonna have a beer. Have a beer. I'm not gonna get on it. Oh, okay. You really want a want a warm milk? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Can we have an early night? Yeah. <laughs> I might stay up. Okay. You can have an early night. Alright, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah. Are you, are you I'm kind fine. of you're not like Oh like ill? Yeah, you've just been really like tired lately. You know. So no. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just because I'm working so hard at work. Yeah? Yeah. But they seem to have really committed to this bonus thing. Yeah? Yeah, I got another one. You got another one? Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. I know. My little savings account is all like proud of itself. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. Good for you. How long do you want? Until it's warm, I don't know. How long does it take? <laughs> Right. Well, that's that's great. You know, I mean, don't don't tire yourself out, but also like, I don't. What am I saying? <laughs> great. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want you like overworking yourself. You know. You're all sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> strange you know like all of a sudden she was just really tired all the time and every time I mentioned it she brushed it off and she was oh I slept badly and I was like do you want me to sleep in the other room like am I waking you up and she was like no 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 it's fine and and it's weird because like we get into bed and and she'd like conk out and then the next day she'd be like up before I was up 
and she'd be like, oh yeah, you know, I just thought I'd get up and do breakfast. And something was just, just didn't sit right with me. Like she was just really evasive about it. So I, you know, one night I woke up and she wasn't there. And I was just like, I'm just gonna go down and see what's, see what's going on. Hey. Hey. You okay? Yeah, it's just, um... Uh... <laughs> You're looking at Aladdin's cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing, just down here, having a wank. In my dressing gown. <laughs> Alex, I'm not having a wank. That's horrible. I would hate the thought of you thinking you were asleep in bed and I was down here looking at porn. That would just be, if I thought I don't, you were I didn't that, think that. that. Be, oh, you, well, you didn't? No. Thank Christ. <laughs> just oh came down God. for a glass of water. Okay. I thought if you thought that I was, oh no, that would just be horrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> Are you okay? Why, why are you up? Okay. Okay. Okay, I can't hide it anymore. Do you want to? can't hide it anymore. Do you want to know why? What? I'm making money. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've made 20 grand. What? Yep. How have you made 20 grand? By being smart. <laughs> By doing well what other people treat as a game, by treating professionally what other people think is a hobby. Just call me Victoria Curran Mitchell, why don't you? <laughs> Get me my own panel show on BBC Four, baby! <laughs> I've earned 20 grand. I think we could I think we could start mortgage shopping. You've been playing poker. You want to see? No. Why not? Look at you. Yeah, I'm rich. <laughs> I'm buzzing! Yeah, you're this buzzing! This is so much better than going to work! I come home from work and I feel dead inside, like they've taken part of my soul, probably forever. But this, this is my smarts against other people's idiocy! And I'm winning! And I know, I know that it sounds like I am the idiot. But I'm sensible about it. I have spreadsheets. <laughs> Let me show you. Let me show you how it works. And you can see how this is a fabulous short-term solution no. to our problem. Who are these people you're playing with? Drunk pillocks! People who come back from the pub and want to play a bit of online poker at 3am! <laughs> they make the stupidest mistakes!
Yeah. Great. Yeah, it is great. What? Who do you think these people are? Idiots. Yeah, what do you think their lives are like? Miserable. Yeah. What do you think their children's lives are like? It doesn't matter if you're winning, someone's losing. They don't have children. <laughs> They've got names like Texas Peak 42. <laughs> I just... Someone's always losing. Yeah, but you don't have to... At the moment, our landlord's winning and we're losing. When we get a mortgage, the bank will be winning. And we'll spend 25, probably 30 years in the hamster wheel. So that makes it okay, does it? Yeah. Because I'm doing it for us. I don't intend to hurt other people or have them no, lose. But, but that is a that is what happens, isn't it? Well, someone has to lose for you to win. But that's life, isn't it? Because I mean, think about the clothes we're standing up in. They were probably made in a sweatshop somewhere, and we wish they weren't. But we don't make them ourselves either. I'm not responsible for global economics. No, but you're taking part in something you don't need to take part in. This is... You know I hate this. You know why I hate this. You've seen why I hate this. And I want to break the... Break by, the cycle. By participating in it. By beating it. For us. Just to... Short circuit the long drawn out I, process. I. I can't. I can't pretend that that twenty grand isn't like miraculous. Right. But that's not the point. Alice. I don't want to live in a house with someone who makes money off of gambling or someone who loses money off of gambling. I just fucking hate it, alright? This is a thing that nearly ruined my fucking life. It did ruin my... It ruined my dad's life. It ruined my mum's life. It ruined my brother's life. I don't care if you're winning. Somebody else is losing. And you know how I feel about it. Doesn't that matter? And we didn't, we didn't need it. I've been, we've been saving, I've been saving. We can, we can do this without any of that. Without having to play a game that fucks people. And what if you did lose? There would be no different. We'd just be at square one again, which we're already at. 
more than I have. That's why I have the spreadsheet. Alex, I hear you, okay? I, I see you. I, I know I was doing it duplicitously. I was explicitly hiding it from you, and that... I know I shouldn't have, but I was... I was doing it because I want... I want a baby more than anything! I think about it all the time! I want to be a family! I want to be up in the middle of the night because I'm breastfeeding! I want to be tired because I've been singing Baba Black Sheep too much! Wouldn't it be amazing? Come on, we are so good together. Let's, let's start life. Let's stop pissing about in a rented flat. Let's... Could you quit? Of course. Could you? I mean, I don't know why I would. If I asked you to, if I said, okay, great, you, we've made enough, we can buy... A house, the house of our dreams, and we can have a family, and we can have our baby, and we can live the life that we want, but will you quit? If I asked you that, would you? Will you? Of course. Yeah. Of course. You promise? Yes. I want that life. Well, I've I just brought it forward. I have. I know it felt like... Let's do it now. <laughs> right now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's celebrate. Just listen back. Uh, what are your first thoughts? I really, really liked them. They were they were so mature. They they communicated. They took care of each other. Yeah, they really loved each other. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And I really liked how much fun there was in their relationship as well. Like they mm. were able to joke with each other without taking anyone taking offence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like obviously they had their their tensions, but they they always gave each other the benefit of the doubt. Yes, and there was no suspicion. Mm. Like she was 
lying to him quite significantly. Like, it's quite a hard work to mm. deceive somebody that much. And he wasn't suspicious for the longest time. You didn't get that sense of the suspicion corroding the relationship. No. No, and, and the point where he was, like, it was it was affecting more of their lives. She's... Um, she's up at night and she's tired and she's evasive. You know, his first thought is concern for her health and then, you know, something's not right and she's not there, so I'm just going to go and find out and just check on her. And he goes downstairs. Yeah, they're, they're, they were very nice. I also really liked the um, moments of... Uh, the, the intimacy in a couple. Mm. Like, the, when you did the soliloquy about getting up in the night and she wasn't there so he went to find her like that's just so touchingly intimate I really enjoyed that mm. yeah um, something else that stood out to me is is there were a couple of there were quite a few threads in there there's yeah. a finance thread and there's a family fr- thread and then there's a progression of the relationship thread um, and you know, I was kind of listening to it without without kind of remembering the plot. You know, because we're because we're some distance away from it, thinking like, oh, we've got quite a lot going on here. Um, I hope this doesn't, you know, veer off into being not really about the lie anymore. Yeah, um, definitely. But it but it became you know the family stuff was tied up in gambling and the money stuff was tied up in gambling and the relationship stuff was tied up in the money. Um, we had several balls in the air. Yeah. Um, but they were all intertwined. <laughs> I need to not mix my metaphors. <laughs> yeah. We had several balls in the air and we successfully juggled them. <laughs> That's what happened, yes. Yeah. And also, I didn't feel like there was much fat on the bone. No. If I was going to script that story, mm. I wouldn't be cutting that much because we were very focused. Mm. Yes. Well, we've said a lot of nice stuff about ourselves. <laughs> Do we want to say any bad things about ourselves? Uh, that stage is squeaky. That stage annoying. is very squeaky. People are in the street outside having fun. Yeah. Unreasonable. Terrible of them. Um, yes. We, we learned quite early on in doing the show that money, concrete figures are really powerful and really important like when money is a problem you need to know exactly why it's a problem and how much it's a problem um and i think we did a good job of nailing that down when it needed to be nailed down you know when we were talking about the the cost of getting a mortgage and how much money we had you know the housing market's incredibly volatile and it's very difficult when you're on stage to pull out to kind of reverse engineer the calculation in a reasonable amount of time and go well here's how much and also it's not particularly interesting for someone to actually sit down and work out a mortgage, but we framed it in terms of, well, here's how far out we'd have to be. Here's how long we'd have to wait to get what we're wanting, uh, which was good. Um, I couldn't help upon listening to it, but notice that like there's, there was, it took a while for us to define how long we'd been in a relationship. And eventually we learned we were five years together and there was sort of a like, how have they gone this long without having the conversation about their finances that he's saving and she's not? Yeah, he saved 20 grand and she hadn't saved 
a penny, apparently. And they wanted to have a baby and live in a house together, but they hadn't talked about that. They hadn't talked about it, yeah, that is a potential plot hole, Mm. isn't it? But I think couples, that happens to people. I think it's a modern couple, isn't it, that Mm. you have your own finances separately. I mean, I'm married and we still have completely separate finances. Yeah. Can we justify it like that? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, But yes, I think given we just praised ourselves, we might as well. (laughs) Also, but but from from an improviser perspective, like, that's one of the things that I was clocking as we were listening back to it and thinking, yes, that's something to think about how I justify and... One of the things that I think we also know is when something like that crops up, especially when you're on stage, the best thing you can do is not shine a massive light on this thing that's going on. You know, if it's not going to be super relevant, like just give the explanation that it that it needs, but don't, you know, for for because in, in a comedic scene, you you quite often identify something that feels like a hole and you want to justify it and fill it with something silly. But when you're creating a narrative a more kind of dramatic a more a more realistic show um you don't want to pull apart your plot holes and fill them with silly you want to just let them go past and keep the focus on what's important it's lose lose to draw attention to plot holes Mm. because you're unlikely to be able to fill them successfully Mm -hmm. and the process of negotiation of how much time and how much money and what our savings mm. accounts are like and where you've got 20 grand from it and why mm. I haven't saved a penny and what your It's not going to be particularly entertaining to watch and it's time that we don't have. Yeah. <laughs> in our 50 minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's lose-lose. Mm. When it comes to specificity, mm. I was very aware that we both had jobs mm. but no clue what they were except we came home from them feeling like part of our soul was missing Mm. I'm okay with not knowing what their jobs were because I I don't think it impacts on them or their relationship or who they are to each other or what their relationship no the only sense in which it was relevant was that it with the salaries they had they couldn't afford the the thing that they wanted yes and there's something in the absence what is absent and what was absent was prospects Mm. he said it might our salaries between us might go up by a couple of grand but there was no when i make partner yeah exactly when i get my promotion yes and that feels quite a real modern scenario yeah yeah absolutely get into a job and that's they're kind of stuck there yeah yeah absolutely so into into the big list of questions, did you know how it was going to end? I felt a temptation. I don't remember feeling this at the time, but listening mm. to it back, I could sense a temptation to make it all end in a bow and be mm. really lovely because they were such a nice couple and they mm. negotiated this deception and they had got what they wanted. And we're so, very emotionally mature about it. Yeah. You know, he had a he had a moral objection and he stated it and she gave a very compelling argument and he went, well, I can't argue with that because that would be stupid, but here are my terms. And she went, okay. 
Yeah. In the scene, she said okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the temptation was to finish it and go, and the lesson is, kids... Gambling your way to a <laughs> house deposit is absolutely fine with no attendant risks. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's much less satisfying story. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a shame to live through 50 minutes of that story and for everything to be fine. I think you want greater depth than that. Yeah. And I am also, and this is my personal thing, mm. uh, I have personal experience of people with gambling addictions and you know what? It's an addiction. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to. I want to say like I think you you played that really nicely. Like it was nice to see a story about that where at no point did she actually lose, but throughout we saw like her behaviour become more and more. You know, her behaviour and her emotional state become more and more akin to what we recognise addiction to look like of sneaking off, of making time, of compromising on other things, of, you know, it's Friday night and instead of them going out or spending time together and staying up and watching the news, it's like, oh, I'm going to go to bed so that I can go and do my addiction thing later. And, you know, the the sort of manic air of her explaining it to him, like it's bursting forth out of her to the point where it completely cuts off her ability to see how much he's upset by it in that scene. Um... And the addiction aside, that level of deceit in a relationship is extreme. Mm. Yeah, which is which is the point of the show. Um, so, did what did you know how it was going to end? I didn't. I remember at the time feeling like it really could go any particular way. And when the revelation came out, and she was confessing all of this stuff to him, she wasn't even confessing. She was showing off like. Ta-da! Here's this thing I've done. Um, Yeah, now that's new for us. We don't often get to show off about this lying we've been doing. No, that's that's very unusual. In the realm of confession, yeah, Yeah, or or discovery and and contrition and and accusations. Um, I remember at the time feeling like, what's what is this character's? What is his objection to this? What's his feeling? And it came from. You know, hearing her talk about these other people that she was screwing over. Um, But no, I I really didn't know which way it was going to go for a long time. I think right until the final soliloquy, I was kind of going along with with the ride and seeing what happened. Um, I felt like they had a decent shot from probably the, the second scene because she was so... The right, the right level of, of sympathetic to his family problems, like it was, it was introduced in the in the first soliloquy, uh, in your soliloquy that like his dad, this thing, you know, maybe there's some gambling problems there, and we and we doubled down on that in the next scene, and you know, she navigated the stuff with his family really well. Like I think a lot of the objections that she had. Um, you know, the kind of prodding towards maybe you're taking too much stuff on. Like, we know it's motivated by her desire to, to start a family and move on. But also, she said it out of genuine care for him. And she she wasn't wrong. Like, he was taking emotional responsibility for And she knew when to mom. stop. Yeah, she exactly. Didn't push him. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I, I felt like they had a really... A, they had so much, like, good communication throughout so much of their relationship. I felt like they had a decent 
shot of it. Um, and I think, like, projecting into the future, this is one of the weird things about, you know, I think it's true of, it's true of scripted work as well, that, like, once the story's finished, the author gets as much say as anybody else as to what happens next, because if they haven't written it, then it doesn't exist. It's just the work. But especially with improv, when it's something that's discovered, you your theories are just as much fan theories as anybody else's. But I think even if they went on and she did continue to gamble and lose it all, I think you'd stay with her. And I think they could have a really happy relationship still, albeit with some turmoil. Like, I think they could get through that. Yes, but she had also made him complicit at that point. Yeah. So he, I think he would have had an obligation to see her through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had a 50-minute slot at Edinburgh. We sometimes have 60-minute slots. Mm. I think in a 60-minute slot, he might have... We might have seen another scene where things came crashing down. Either he might have said, no, we're splitting up, and then she might have won him back, mm. or the scene that we did see might have happened, and then we'd have seen the next scene where... We have she's continued it comes crashing to, down. Yeah. And it's an addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we we track whether or not the couple stay together, but really that's a, an imperfect metric of how well a relationship went and how happy or sad the outcomes were for those characters. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think I could see them like breaking up for long I think they'd end up together pretty much whatever happened I think so because he, he's never going to like leave her after going through that unless he'd broken up with her at that point in a, as, as you say in a longer show um, but whether they'd have been they were two of the nicest people we've played in a long time <laughs> in a long time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely um, so Next question, what were the turning points then? I really strongly clocked a turning point as we mm. were listening just then, which was when um, she uh, invested, in inverted commas, her £2,000 mm. in the gambling. Had she lost that money at that point, then that would have sent her into, I need to recoup it, oh my God, I'm losing it again, mm. I need to recoup some more, borrowing more probably, yes. and it being... A horrible, miserable, downward gambling spiral. <laughs> and I yes. think I knew I had to go one of two ways. You win mm. or you lose. And I went upward gambling spiral of win. Mm. But that was definitely a turning point for me. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that... Um, and that kind of thing, like, quite often there's... Um, an individual character as the protagonist would you know, you can foresee a kind of stereotypical arc for them, uh, you know, a kind of rising and falling of, of a kind of tragic descent. Um, and that's often not the right choice for our show because the, the protagonist is the relationship. And yeah. it's the relationship that wants to go on that journey of either, you know, ascent, fall, ascent, or you know, fall and decline and collapse. Um, 
that's the arc that we're that we're kind of following and the individual you know success or failure kind of is only as important as it plays into that um and yeah i think it was it allowed us to keep like experiencing the stakes for the relationship because if she'd have failed at that point and then confessed it all then well then then what <laughs> i think she wouldn't have she wouldn't have confessed it, it earlier. No. I think she would have got into considerable mm. debt. Yes. Um, do you know what's just literally in this moment occurred to me? I think this is gendered. I think if the man had been the gambler, mm. he would have had to go into debt because that's the story of men in gambling. Because had he been successful, that is a known legitimate male profession over many decades centuries even think that's true um i think i don't know what i would have chosen to do in in that i mean it's so hard to talk about what ifs when it comes to improv um and i i think it would depend entirely on what why it being a secret was a problem for her, the, the yeah, imagined her, her in this story. Would have been. Yeah. Um. But I think men who are successful in gambling mm. are in, maybe not in real life, but in stories are fetishised. Ocean's Eleven, James Bond. Mm. It's high status. It's glamour. It's glitz. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, he's got some kind of, either he's got balls of steel or he's got the mind games on somebody else or he's super good at the, the money ball style maths. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I see what you mean. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, I, that was definitely the, a kind of turning point for me as well in that story. Um, that, that moment when I was like, okay, so she's going to, she's going to keep going. Um, but I think the, yeah, as I said, because I was so unclear, I was not unclear. I didn't know which way it was going to go. And sometimes it's very clear and sometimes it's, it's not. Um, yeah. Sometimes we know where we're headed. <laughs> sometimes we know where we're headed. Yeah. Um, I'll give you another turning point in that show for me mm. was when you made the offer, the gift mm. of this is a couple that wants a family. Mm. because then I seized on that and I desperately wanted a family right now mm. um, which of course until we got to that interaction mm. hadn't entered my head but you don't experience that as the audience do you, you just accept it as his, somebody wants family of course she always has because yeah. look how much she wants it but from an improv point of view mm. that's when you find like a tiny little seed and you go yeah I'll have an oak tree please yeah and that gave it, I think that probably mm. made it so nice and loving and intimate. Yeah. If what she had been doing it for, I mean, that's the best reason to do anything, isn't it? For your children. For your children. For, your children. for the people you love the most. Yeah, but had she been doing it out of greed or because she just liked the idea of a nicer house? Mm. In narrative, I mean, those might be legitimate things in real life, but in narrative terms... Yes, that's that's morally bad that's in morally story bad terms. In story terms. And I think that's I think that's probably where the, the archetype of 
the man doing that, that's why he needs a comeuppance. Yeah. In your in your kind of hypothetical. Because what if what if he's the guy who's doing it because he desperately wants to have the family? <laughs> yeah. And does that come up? So that I think comes on to our next question, which is when did you know who your character was? And I think that was a turning point for your character. That was a turning point when I discovered who she was more. Mm. I'll tell you another one was when you started explaining to me how to set up a savings account. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was legitimate because I think mm. it is not unusual for me to play a character who is uh, not worldly wise or mm. doesn't know something because it create, create when I do that, it creates an opportunity for there to be a power or status disparity between yes. us. Yeah. But as you were doing, as you were patronising me, <laughs> I was like... I could just feel inside me this character going, no, 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 no. She may not have been saving, but she does know how to use internet banking. (laughs) (laughs) She's clever enough to be successful in poker games. She has a concept of chance and risk and some, you know, some element of Mm. numbers in poker, isn't there? Yeah. Um, And not only was she capable of internet banking, she was capable of saying, uh, don't patronise me, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, I think the suggestion gave a lot of it. It's I'm, I'm pretend I'm going to the pub when actually I'm playing poker because my partner doesn't approve. Um, and then, you know, the, the second, your first soliloquy, you were like, I think there's something with, with his dad and... Uh, that told me everything, I think, about who he was um, and why he cared about this so much. You know, he's someone who's been touched by this and it's given him all of his fussiness and his desire to do things right and to make sure things are proper and his willing, like, his insistence on, like... It wasn't just that, like, he wanted to... You know, he was like, well, we just need to wait. You know, it's not just about being patient. It's like patience was a virtue for him yeah it was really important to him to to have that like yes i can wait for something that's good yeah 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 like he he stuck his flag in the ground on that one um so yeah he was very clear from that point you were endowed with does not approve Mm. and there is a legitimate way to play that which we have done sometimes Mm. where the person who does not approve is stuffy, uptight, mm. controlling, maybe. Yeah. That's a legitimate way to take that, that mm. you were controlling of her behaviour somehow. Yeah. Um, all of those would make legitimate shows. Uh, but if you... But giving you that backstory mm. moved it into another category, which I think is why we got really nice people who were hopefully kind of okay. I mean, we've just talked about how we really think they were okay forever, regardless of what happened to them. So we obviously were really rooting for them. Yeah. And I, so why, from an improv point of view, Mm. if in the crudest possible terms, we are choosing between backstory that legitimises the disapproval Mm. and disapproving for power reasons Mm. and disapproving because... He's just like a Mardi uptight guy that we don't much like. Mm. So an improv question is, how do we choose between those three things? 
And yes. I think it's the vibe in the in the first scene. It's it's a lot of it is down to the vibe in the first scene. Yeah, and we very one of our kind of guiding principles is like that there has to be something worth losing in yes. the relationship because otherwise someone lies and so what? well <laughs> either the person lying is doing it and they should just break up with the person or the other person will find out about the deception and then should just break up with the person <laughs> yeah and if they should just break up and then they break up well what's what's the story <laughs> um uh and i think um that's that's also that's that's a big part of how how i go about making that that choice is well i think it's always more interesting if if either both of them are in the wrong in some way or neither of them are in the wrong like we can we can and have told very enjoyable exciting interesting funny dark stories about characters about couples where one person is a complete fucking bastard (laughs) and the other one is or bitch or bitch yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes yes because the legitimacy of one's birth only matters if one's uh, able to inherit as a man (laughs) um um, yeah I, I I tend to like I think unless there's a very clear angle of that, like if one person is clearly just like if I was just a dick about gambling for because I was uptight and I was like, well, it's a silly waste of money. Um, And then you were a character who was like, well, actually, I can make money doing this. And it's just I think I think it, it has to be more than like just a political stance. It has to have an emotional yeah. component to it because otherwise well you just have incompatible views on the world yeah otherwise it's an essay not a play yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so we're always looking to I think personalise the, the reason for people's opinions and, and cr- find an emotional driver for that because that ratchets up the stakes yeah I also think there's an element of the audience in the room as well. Absolutely. I mean, that's... that's. We had a lovely audience that night. Mm-hmm. Really, really lovely audience. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be enjoying the, the lighter moments. I'm going to yeah. quote-unquote jokes here. <laughs> and <laughs> so, you know, you give an audience what they let you know that they like. Absolutely. And if they haven't really been up for jokes about what Belle's breasts look like, <laughs> <laughs> then maybe we would have dialed up some of the other mm-hmm. elements instead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 the energy in the room and, you know, we had um, the, the choice of suggestions as well, like, I think, shapes the show. So yeah, we had a choice in this show between four suggestions, which were, I wish we had more sex, I wish we had less sex. Uh, I can't stand you. I secretly can't stand your mother, and this one. And I think that choice, like we didn't want to see a show about a couple who had a dysfunctional sex life, either wanting no, more or wanting less. No, I had plenty of opportunity to choose that. And they yeah, yeah. Um, 
and and so that kind of put me in like a well okay they have a healthy sex life then there's sort of a a, a choice by negation there as well yeah good point that pushes pushes into a certain space um and yeah they were they were really up for a for a fun time so our first scene we were having a having a fun time and and leaning into that yeah yeah uh, I, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed listening back to this after <laughs> after a month as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, well, because we don't usually, uh, in previous t- times attempting this, we've we've recorded like immediately afterwards. Yeah. Um, and coming back at it from a distance, I feel like we get more of the experience of being an audience member, but at the same time, like I remember going through the process of being on stage and that thought process. Oh, it brings it right back. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's a different kind of perspective on it to to have that that distance. I think if you'd interviewed us straight after that show mm. you wouldn't have got very articulate comments. <laughs> 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 Not least because it was the last show of Edinburgh and we'd be like, we're, yeah. we're fucking off. <laughs> we're going to get all this stuff out of this venue into yeah. the taxi and home. Yeah. Yeah. So final question, whose side were you on? His. Yeah? Yes. Um, don't gamble, kids. Yeah. Absolutely. She was in the wrong. The level of deceit was... I know. I mean, it was very high. Mm-hmm. And the amount of intelligence and conniving and betrayal of trust that that took was very high. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you know what? There are jobs that make you feel pretty freaking miserable, and I think we've all had them. Mm-hmm. But a job that sends you into that level of sort of mania mm. and thrill that's dangerous it's dangerous yeah um i think i can sympathize a lot with her worldview yeah which is you know yes the cards are fucking stacked against you and why shouldn't I be able to have these things now when it's so within reach? And how is it my fault if all of these people are tossing away their money and it's that easy for me to gather it all up and go, well, you, I hope you guys had a good time. You came here to play poker. I came here to win at poker and better my life. Um, and she's very highly skilled at it. Yes, absolutely. And I, I have known people who have very successfully made money for a period of time playing poker without developing an addiction. Um, but yeah, I I wouldn't endorse she was definitely in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of the because of the relationship. And also because I hate gambling. Like, <laughs> as a as a person, I just it's it's just one of those things that doesn't appeal to me at all, um, and I can absolutely understand why it appeals to people. And I think I definitely could enjoy because I play a lot of games, and I think what I dislike about it is the 
the blurring of the line between the game and real world consequences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it, a game it, is signing up to follow some rules and treat as important the artificial construct of the game for the duration of the game. And the moment you bleed in this outside thing of like, well, here's a bunch of money. Yeah. And it totally can fuck your life if you lose. Yeah. And actually, uh, Texas Hold'em, which mm. is what she was playing, hence the Texas Pete reference, uh, is not actually a very good card game. No. It is only made... Uh, valuable by the betting cycles mm-hmm. but the card game itself is pretty trash give me uno or double any day <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh, yeah I don't I agree with you I'm not keen on things that are in that midpoint between game and consequences mm-hmm. fun and real life one of the definitions of play is that it starts and ends yeah and that it's that it's kind of consequenceless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this um, is not a podcast about gambling. (laughs) If you enjoy gambling and you experience no negative consequences, then all power to you. Yeah, great. Um, But I personally hate the experience Mm. of engaging in gambling. To the point that if there is an office sweepstakes, what do you call it? A sweepstake. <laughs> where you put in a pound and you mm. pick a horse's name for the Grand National. Mm. I actually even begrudge losing that pound. <laughs> I can't even yeah. really cope with losing one pound mm-hmm. in a silly office bonding experience, which mm-hmm. is actually gambling. Yeah. Um, if I've been in situations where I've played Texas Hold'em and we've all put in five pounds... Oh, I don't like putting <laughs> five pounds. Oh, that feels like a lot of pounds to yeah. me. Um, I, I quite like horses. I've been to point to point. Well, there's this gambling element. I am ten times happier looking at the horses and enjoying them without this gambling element. However, I love, love, love playing a character who enjoys something that I, Rachel, don't enjoy. So this was going to be my question. Like, how does our our personal feelings about this affect the kind of stories we tell? Oh, I love it. Mm. Yeah, just playing somebody who feels completely other than the way mm. I feel about something. It's what acting's all about. Absolutely. And and I think this is something that, that we've talked about before privately, but um, the whenever I'm presented with playing someone who like has a very stark difference of opinion to me or belief system to me, um, you know, I feel at some degree of responsibility to like, you know, steel man that position and give that person like as much, like put as much authenticity into representing that, that person as a, as a fully realized as much being as as, as opposed to yeah as opposed to because if because if I just if we just go oh well, we don't like gambling and therefore we're going to play a character who gambles and is stupid and loses all their money <laughs> and is sad and they get told off at the end well that's yeah that's not a story that's an essay and I think we want to go into it and inhabit characters that we don't expect to be playing and then find out what happens with them. Yeah, discovery. Yeah. That's improv. Absolutely. That's improv. 
Uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you have any secrets or lies you think would make a great show, please go to our website and submit them anonymously through the online form. It's sexliesimprov.com. Bye.